0: West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 18th of October 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Paddy Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Now, listeners,
1: that was... Great, great, slim hitman, and that was there for David O'Reardon. As I said, you got two for the price of one this evening because they happened to run one after the other on a, the old LP. It also gave a bit more time to Tom Ryan to settle down and study, sit, get settled on his seat, with his um, namesake, Carmel Ryan. No relation, of course. And where do we had to start out to see I suppose Carmel was out in Eske with the news. <clears throat> Of 540 jobs to go on as in the next 15, 16 months, by the sound of it, and it's moving on to China and Switzerland. And I assume, due to our labour costs here in Ireland being absolutely astronomical, that they've gone to a cheaper place?
2: I would imagine so, but no matter what the reasoning is, it's the loss is tremendous. You know, it's the loss to families tonight, and in a lot of cases... People met their life partner in White's, and you have a husband and wife working there. You may even have a husband and wife and a son or a daughter working there. It was a very family orientated factory, always was, and gave great employment locally and was very good to the locality. You know, it did, it helped an awful lot of um, fundraising. Each year since 1989, like they began their White Cycle, which raised hundreds of thousands for local charities. It's just, it's devastating. Your families tonight don't know what's going to happen. There, If you have two kids in college and you find out the place that supplies your your life, really, your lifestyle, is closing.
1: It it's, seemed to come unexpectedly. That it was, well, there, was no,
2: there was no wrinkles of it that I had heard, and, um, or did anyone I know had heard of. It just came very, very suddenly today. There was rumours during the day that meetings were being called and this and that but nobody expected what happened. And it's just devastating for the families tonight.
1: Tom, it's one of the biggest local job losses that we've heard of in many, many years in this area. Oh, it is, of course.
3: I'm actually shocked myself, you know. They were a very, very well-established manufacturing company. In the in the type of business they were in, I was more than surprised, you know, because they have wonderful staff there, highly trained, highly very efficient and, uh, you know, the the amount of employment that they gave even to their, the employees plus the actual contractors that were inside site, their engineering, electrical, all sorts of um, local uh, companies were employed and they were, they were a great company to pay as well, pay their suppliers and pay their contractors and pay their staff. You know, it's a bit unusual, you know, that a company, a modern company, well-established, no... No, um, what you'd call, uh, problems as such would would declare that they we're going to close down and move the manufacturing to China or to Switzerland. You know, maybe the Department of Industry and uh, Enterprise, Mr Coveney, should have been like in on this from the world ago, because there has to be a reason. You know, there has to be a reason for this. Uh, the infrastructure, the cost of energy, the cost of... um. The, our basic costs of energy, oil, you know, the, the our taxation system here and everything like that, has to be playing a major factor. Um, a major factor in the closing down of the company. And I'm shocked actually. Like Campbell, I mean, I know why it's well, you know, try to test them as a grade A company. You know, I mean, top draw stuff across the board. The the actual standards they were very high. You know, and um, but I think the government should have been in this. I mean, Kim Coveney, been a bit of time over in Boston with other companies, and uh, maybe they took the left right the ball and not looking after companies here. And uh, he's the Minister for Enterprise. He should have been in this a long time, long before was made a public announcement. Anyway, And uh, I think the, comp- the government should have been able to keep this this company on board. No doubt about that. And maybe... Maybe it's not too late, yet, You know when it, when the, when is the final date, Campbell? For clothing? March
2: twenty twenty six. March
3: twenty twenty six. Well, a there's, a a down,
2: there's a lot of water flow
3: down. lot of water flow down the Shannon, yeah. but you see, tis, tis the actual confidence, isn't it, it in is, the staff it it and is, all, it is, it is. and the shock of it, like, you know. Yeah. But I mean, ho- hopefully that um, that there'll be, you know, things are changing in the world. But uh, I mean, China isn't that is not always cut out to be either. So, like, I mean, have they already set up in China on a camera?
2: You see, I suppose the thing is why it's.
3: Have any need yeah. dealings with top trust or photo, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, as regards quality work they want to do, done, the, the standards there were very, very high. So I'm shocked, actually, yeah. you know, myself, and disappointed and saddened by it, actually.
1: It is, it Campbell, is no? a kind of a. Yeah. Now we'll move on from that one. Obviously, that will be discussed many places over many hours in the coming year or two. Uh, I see there in the paper during the week a uh, guy in Dublin that was running away from the Garda. he twisted his ankle, and he got uh, compensation to the tune of 16,000. Carmen,
2: Sure, so I suppose, do you think is it? he get enough? Is it it the world we live in? (laughs) You know, like, it just makes a mockery of a person going about their normal day's work. You know, some people would be a long time earning 16,000 and they wouldn't be getting it running from the guards.
1: I'll read out what the court report was, a prisoner who climbed over garden walls as he ran from Gardaí Ward 16,000 for foot injury sustained a year earlier. Graham Corbelli, who is serving sentence for the unlawful possession of a firearm and ammunition, has been awarded 16,000 damage against Dublin City Council for an injury he sustained when his foot dropped into a sunken drain. No details of his previous trial and chase by Gaudet, which was widely publicised at the time, were opened before a judge awarded him 16,000 for his foot injury. Tom, do you understand that now? Well, it's very hard to understand. The, the detail of the previous, how the injury came about, and the whole lot wasn't disclosed to the court at all.
3: Well, it, it makes a mockery of of our system here, Pat, completely. And we've, we've spoken about it on, numerous times on the, on the actual programme, and it shows you how far removed our judicial system can be from reality. And you know, this is why we're paying out, why we're paying out all these high premiums to the insurance companies, and all that. You know, a lot of these cases are ridiculous. They're fraudulent and they're they're furious. And uh, you know, it, 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 I taught myself that in the situation now, that any personal injury like that, like which, and the conditions and the actual the how how it got injured and how the injury came about would be looked at very carefully by the insurance company and by the personal injuries and board. And then that that, that well, all these mm-hmm. things have been well reduced and maybe maybe some bit of compensation maybe, but 16,000 for, for a foot injury of your own foot, or like so you couldn't make it up. Like,
2: you couldn't make it up. No. No, no, no.
1: Tom, you're a fairly wise man now and you have age on your side. Thank you, Pat. And Carmel is much younger with uh, very little age on her side. But all too often now, Tom, over the years we've seen cases similar to this where I- very important information has not been put before the judge and we've had cases where people have had previous convictions as long as you're Aram And the, the barrister or whatever stood up in front of the judge that Joe Soap has no previous conviction and he's a wonderful family man, blah, blah, all knowing to be untruthful, not the truth, and yet you have the guard or the superintendent or whoever is representing him from the guard, or an point of view, are sitting there aware of that and yet they say nothing about it, don't point out the obvious. Why is that?
3: Well, Pat, I believe myself now, not my legal mind now would be very limited, but I I, I understand that up to quite recently old... old, uh, cases and, and incidents could, couldn't be brought before a judge in a court. No, I, I'm open to, I'm open, I'm open, I, it's, it's pu- it is ridiculous, like, which, as we spoke here in, on hundreds of occasions about, about the list of of cases that, that, that criminals have and that appears to call for nothing when it comes to, the, it comes to the judgment or decision by the judge. But in our fairness, I'd like to have that confirmed. Was it a fact that you could not bring previous uh, cases or previous you know, convictions before a judge, only a specific case that was there before at the time?
1: Yeah.
3: I'm, I I couldn't answer that, but I'm sure somebody
1: I will think, know that. I think maybe we should bring in our sponsor for this programme some night to... Clarify some of the points. Well, yes, he'd be more than welcome. To, you know, but Tom, really, yeah. you will hear in some cases that they will not allow any previous things. Very often you've seen that one where they had previous convictions, and in case it would. It, it it would alter the thinking of the jury or whatever. Said they weren't allowing that to come before the court because it, it mightn't been considered relevant to the case they were deciding on.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying, Patrick. That's what I'm not that sure That is of, true like,
1: in some cases.
3: But so, if, if it's thrown in some cases, Pat, it should be thrown out. But where bad.
1: somebody has previous convictions, and the guardie or the superintendent whoever is representing this, the, or the state's solicitor representing the the the, the, the guard's position. And they know that what is being said is false. Then they should correct that. You would imagine also. They should, of course, but on top of that, as well as that, in this particular instance, we are speaking
3: about now. Sh- surely that uh, that you know these people that continually claim, you know, sh- and, and it would be amounting, in my opinion, to the same situation that previous claims should be brought before the uh, before the judge.
1: Yeah, all information that should have a
3: bearing on the case, you'd imagine, should be put before Yes, the and on the sentencing and on, the, on on whatever award would be given, you know. Now,
1: d- 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 Martin Hanlon up in West Derby be given out to me for reading the papers. So I'm going to read this from the paper, and I think both of you and our listeners, I'm sure, will have heard this case on RT. I've heard it quite a number of occasions for the family, and it was an absolutely sh- shocking case. And I hope you can bear with me. It's a case of a young man. He was 20 years of age, I believe, in was it County Monaghan. He was killed by a guy who had obtained previous convictions, should have been in jail, but wasn't in jail. So this is another situation where information wasn't put before the judge. A report into that of a, a young man in Monaghan over a decade ago. Does not get to the heart of why the man who killed him in a car crash was not in prison at the time the doll has been told. TDs have read statements on the scoping exercise carried out into the death of Shane O'Farrell. On the evening of August 2nd, 2, 2011, Mr. O'Farrell was cycling home when he was struck by a car driven by Samantha Gledjursky near Carrickmacross in County Monaghan. Mr. Gledjursky had previous convictions for offences, including aggravated burglary, road traffic offences, and the handling of stolen property. Five years ago, a Dahl motion called for a full inquiry, but Justice Minister Helen McEntee in 2021 asked for a retired judge, Gerald Horton, to carry out a review, which was published in July. That report recommended against an inquiry and said that Mr O'Farrell bore some responsibility for his own debt. Sinn Féin TD for Kavanaugh and Matt Carty said the exercise had not adequately answered the questions of why Mr. Godursky was at liberty at the time of the accident. Both he and his party leader Mary Lou MacDonald said that there had been allegations that Mr. Godursky was a Garda informant. In her opening statement, Ms. McEntee said that Mr. Justice Harton carried out a very thorough review of all relevant material and had produced a robust and measured report across his 416-page review. She said a file had been held within the Garda National Crime and Security Intelligence Service regarding Mr. Kuduski. Ms. McEntee said that an order banning Mr. Kuduski from Ireland had expired this year and that a new one had not yet been issued because he had not yet been tracked down. To make a further exclusion order, the person in question must be notified of the Minister's intention make it and must be given an opportunity to make representations in this regard. She added that the reviews on bail, suspended sentencing and road traffic acts would be implemented. Mr. County said that Mr. Godursky had got away scot-free every time he had come to to guard the attention. On January 11, 2011, seven or eight months before Shane was killed, Mr. Godursky was appearing before Monaghan Circuit Court. He had pleaded guilty to charges of theft and stealing property in 2010. The case was adjourned for one year. The judge actually said Mr. Gwodowski had been free of conviction since 2010. The judge clearly did not have the full facts because Mr. Gwodowski was not free of conviction since July July 10. On every single occasion that he appeared before a judge and a court Vital information that would have led to a different determination by that judge was not conveyed. Mr. Gorilski was in breach of multiple bail conditions. Mr. McCarthy said the key question in the matter was whether Gorilski was an informant for the Gourdie. Carmel, did you hear that case before?
2: I did. I actually yeah. heard their mother, mother being Her mother sister being on, yeah. 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 And it would just draw tears from stone. Yeah. The frustration, there must be feeling about it, and I think... It's it's bad enough he was killed, but to be held maybe partially accountable mm. for it was very the, hard on the family.
1: The list of items I called out there is only it doesn't really give you the proper list because he had a long list of convictions, list of them, like, and, and, and breaking bail, and he was still it off every time.
2: He was, he was, he was, and you just wonder then, like, do you know how how can you sit in a courtroom and allow that? How can, how can anyone defend yeah. the likes of
1: him? He didn't do that one day. Are you familiar with, are you familiar with that, Tom? I am, Pat. He didn't uh, do one day with Bushy umpteen didn't. convictions.
3: He didn't, Pat. But there has to be somebody responsible for that. Somebody responsible for that can have all the inquiries they like. And, and uh, they can have the, a, a dial inquiry about it and highlighted and everything. The, I mean, the lad is dead. That's happening. That's, that happened happened in Limerick. I mean, at the weekend. You yes, know, yes, we, we yes, didn't yes, go to uh, we yes. didn't go to up to any part of. Why I, don't know, I don't know what happened? It's happening. It's happening. It's it's a uh, part of what we're talking about here every night. What
1: happened in Limerick
3: the, at the weekend? I thought it was uh, a student killed. Poor innocent
1: bygone. Yeah. No, You know, but what we're talking about here is. A student killed as well by a guy who had umpteen convictions, who was in breach of bail conditions, yeah, Pat, and never that, did a day in yeah, jail. I'm
3: coming to that, Pat. Yes, you, you see, this this is uh, overall, Pat. This is our system. You see, this is what happens when no one is ever held responsible for for this particular case. You see, and the particular case you're mentioning is you, you could you could that that's, I mean you could multiply that all over the country because. Nobody i mean was there anyone was there who actually was responsible for his, for those his previous convictions and not being brought before the judge surely the judge was aware of him anyway number one i mean and surely the guy like that with with the would the, the the tragedy that that this attracted and this situation about about being a god informant. Well, then, does that, that him? that rumour is out across the board with drug dealers and with everyone, Mr. Lake, and does that give give them carte blanche to commit whatever crime they like, to go totally, like, out of control, do what they like? So, like, where's the Minister for Justice in this and the Department of Justice? So, they're, they're the people responsible for this, like. I mean someone has to be held to account, but according to that report, nobody's held to account.
1: No, so that, as yeah. as Carmel said at the outset, I've heard heard that interview some at at the time following the report at some last July when they said he was partly to be, be blamed himself because he was under all side in the bike for whatever reason. But it it wouldn't bring tears to a stone to listen to the mother and the oh daughter my God, yes. about yes. and I, the conviction that that guy had and breach of his bail conditions and he was still literally non-stop and never got one day.
3: Pat, look, that's happening every day all over the country inside the town of Limerick. I was talking to a man an hour ago and his grandson was knocked down in High Road which um, he, he was sighting like up High Road young lad, 12 or 14 years of age and he was knocked down hit and run, job gone, knocked he could have been killed he it he think, spirit God he wasn't and he, and not only was he knocked down, but he was on the actual, he was on the road for an hour, for an ambulance, a, an hour, if I do mind, on the, on the road, it couldn't be touched for an hour before an ambulance could come in from the regional hospital, uh, two miles out the road, like. So, like, I mean, Pat, all line order in this country is broken down, and you see... We have, I I can see there inside in town. Like when we go in there, maybe Friday, we often go in there. there are a couple of lads, Mark, myself, and Mike, we go in there, and it, it is like. Uh, it's like Mandela Park, with people driving cars. I doubt. Definitely, no insurance them. Whether the cars are stolen or not? Are they on them? I don't know because there appear to be no cars. Up, William Street, Down by the market. Up again. No such thing as control. No guards, No nothing. No, you'll be crossing the road like that by oversight, then, and you'll be killed like the Landing Castle try last week. A lovely landing we have two hit and runs in
1: Limerick in the last weekend,
3: In Of course, and they know who did it. That's right, well, Pat. know that, they know these, they do. Yeah, the girls know who did that, and they have, they have. They, you you know, the girls now can't pursue uh, a car. No. Because you have to have a certain type of license, you have to get permission to do it. So, I mean, where's the line order? Where's well, sir, the justice Tom, minister? what's dis- going on like?
1: We discussed it here in the past, where the guys followed the guys in Dublin down the motorway and there was a few of them killed, and the guards that followed them have, have been uh, so, but, charged. They, examined by GSAC. It's been investigated or yeah. the is suspended or some kind of a thing.
3: But is, but why, why have we reached that situation in this country, that that the person... The individual now has no protection. The criminal... law
1: abiding person, literally, now. has yes, very person. little
3: protection. Yeah. But that's, that pays across the board. But if we're out on the road with a couple of a days out of your tax or your NC, NCT or an help plate, it's taken off you. So, I mean, like, there's nobody talking about it. There's no one in charge. There's Cameron, no one responsible.
1: about all these politicians we elect to represent us? We only hear a shout-out of them. They're watching all that stuff, which
0: is... County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on Westernwick 102 FM on the 18th of October 2023 from 9.30 to 11 p.m joining pat o'donovan and tom ryan carmel ryan as this is the podcast of county views the phone lines and text lines are now closed please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged county views is brought to you by tynan o'donovan solicitors limerick and newcastle west for all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 tynan o'donovan solicitors DOD.ie.
1: A lot of secret payments made there to RT.
2: Oh, there was, and like, I suppose to go forward, you have to go forward with a clean slate. Um, for every payment that was made, somebody had to know about it. For even small organisations, it takes two people to sign a cheque. Not any one person can authorise a payment. So, I think, Tom, it'll go on for a bit.
3: Well, I think Pat is the greatest fiasco of all time myself. And I, I, I followed it now from, the, from day one. And to listen to the, this, I mean, the Doll Committee has taken over, two Doll Committees now are involved in it. And, uh, you know, it's about nothing really. Because the, 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 the day one, the fraud should be been brought in here. And the actual the and the accountants and the others were, they were auditing that, I mean that that civil state organization should be suspended and it should be handed the holding should be handed over to um to a, a, an inquiry team with nothing to do with politicians. This is a very very dangerous situation that we are reaching now, Pat, in this country and i and I mean that with with, with most awful honesty because when you have politicians. Telling dictating what our national radio and television station should be doing and how they should run their affairs. All those politicians you that we elect, mm. I mean, have in actual fact have spent more time now, playing and with stage-managed committees and asking the same questions morning, noon, and night. When at the end of the day they have no power number one, and when we have to go to a situation where they control what we, are, what we are in actual fact being told every day. That's a very, a very dangerous situation for community So Tom's,
1: to make a long story short the fraud squad should be brought in to investigate. They should be brought
3: in there one Pat. Day one, yeah, and yes. the accountants held responsible. That's what I was
2: going to say Tom. Is it not the accountants? If you get your books audited. Yes.
3: They is that would, not yeah.
2: supposed to be?
3: But Campbell, you see, that's that, that, That's what, that's what, what they're into, that's, what that's what they're there for and these groups of companies that are these you know all these big accountants advisors to government making hundreds of millions of profits every year and advising government advising governments and, and all this and at the end of the day they're not doing a job that they want, that they want, that So we'll move that you
1: know. one onwards RT board member in Web Summit disputes received 328,000 in secret payments court told Yeah, well, that's just yeah. more of the same
3: more, but but Pat, just before we leave it, mm. like I mean, any democracy uh, we call, kind of, I mean, you, we, we often disputed or all, all democracy here. You need an independent media, and and when you have politicians dictating what policies should be. The, how, the, how it should be ran. They can't from their own departments. You already said a while ago, why aren't they talking about the crime, about what's happening, people being killed in the roads and people being murdered and people being robbed and all the carry-on that's going on in the health board and the whole lot. But they can be, they can be both asking stupid questions above repeating themselves one after another over a few million pounds when there's hundreds of, when there's billions being wasted elsewhere. Like. So, I mean, there's something radically wrong when they can get away with that.
1: As you rightly pointed out, a minute ago, Tom, it is really the fraud squad and the guard should be investigating, not giving it a platform for politicians to be getting airtime for Correct. their own use and benefit. We said it,
3: Pat, you know? from the very first night. It, this is there. This, in actual fact what happened in RT. Is is is, is against the law. It's criminal activity. By, and, and and it's forgery and fraud, and there's no other way that you can put no other name in it, or you can just it by the like. And the people that were, that were involved were appointed by the government like as well. So that, so you, mm-hmm. you see, this is more of what we're talking about every night,
1: and, no. they're, and they're gone now. Now, Tom, a lady in Kilkishnan, in County Clare, she says, Hi, Pat, I am reliably informed you can't mention any previous convictions in the court case. Yes, well. That we I, referred to there a while ago. No, no, so they no. can do what they like and in an innocent man.
3: I'm I'm that's the question I asked Pat,
1: you know. <laughs> and the answer is she said she's reliably informed that is the situation. Thank you very much for and, her interest and, and in I her. am now reliably informed a sad situation we have indeed. Now what does the panel think? What does the panel think? Pat of raising the entry to to Ranks to 50 years regards James Holmes. Now, James, somebody said the other day, I'd be happier in my town and village to see a of 50 walking up and down the street of 55 or 60 than see no at all walking up and down the street. Are you I, I
2: think, I, do you know, a person of 50 has an awful lot to give. Do you know They have an awful lot to give, and I like that. I would prefer to see somebody than nobody. The fitness I would question, but then I would question the fitness of an awful lot of younger Gardaí.
1: And the ability of
2: some of them to, to down a man. Yes, and <laughs> I think the, yeah, some of them would leave a lot to be desired, but there's more of them that seem to go above and beyond. So, you know, I, I don't think age is a major factor except for the fitness level. And there are some of them that definitely aren't fit and they're much younger, so I can't see...
1: Tom, with all the red tape and carry on in the guards, like we have a few fine guarantee here that are presently suspended, and indeed they're on at the moment about penalty points for the weekend. And I remember guard Tom Flavin, who is out on suspension, if I'm quoting it all correctly there, himself and another guard, went around to all the schools some years ago about driving and accidents and the reality of those things. And I, I, I and many more people that know Gerd of Levin, a lovely guy and a very honourable guy as far as we know, but yet he's sitting on the wings there under suspension for almost three years now, I would think, Tom, with with many others in the area as well. Yeah, well and and one point. would consider mine. I heard the superintendent say one time oh, that the guard he can use his discretion, but sadly uh, it doesn't look like the can.
3: Well, Pat, the whole garden situation is in is in chaos anyway, and uh, you, you're rightly what you what you've said is right about the actual um, about the the, the habit that, that are on suspension. They are the I I actually blame the GRA for that. That their representative body yeah. should be out there representing them and doing what they did for their I mean, for, for their for their new roster, They should be they should be adopting the same. The same stance for their members, who have been, a lot of them, been uh, suspended on for different petty, fairly petty situations. And uh, I think myself it's... But as regards the actual guard uh, entry being... Uh, being um, been extended to 50, I think I would be totally against that, because it's the total contradiction of what they have been doing for the last 30, 40 years, where guards who were who were very very experienced, they used come a camera while ago, very experienced people, uh, detectives, t- top detectives, and d- they had to leave. So now that they want them to to start at fifty before they nearly want them out the door at fifty, so that they're really uh we have a minister for justice now, she really doesn't know what she's doing, and you know she pathetic, really is the only way I could describe her and her the way the the situation that we've been reached the guardy, like i mean i I certainly think that there should be that there should, there there will be no we say there should be no problem recruiting guardy. The system that that they have is, is wrong. The wages they pay the new recruits when they're training is also wrong. It's ridiculous, and what they have to go through and the maybe the actual standards are are maybe too too high in fitness and in you know practices. You know that would they be able to down a man? Well, I it really is not the job we guard to down anybody. The job of the guard is to is to is to have law and order and. B- to be supported when he does ensure that, that that he does something like that. But I think myself that that the, the, the Justice Minister anyway would want to be moved and so would the Commissioner. And if they're not moved from their position, we're going to have the same confusion, the same chaos, and the Gardaí and myself, I think, are becoming very, very nearly irrelevant at this stage in their fight against crime because... But they're not... They're, they're not e- explaining their position and the problems they have enough. They were able to do it when they, we, over the roster. There's about another 10 or 15 issues there that, that that's, that's causing a lot of problems within the Guarantee. Why aren't they explaining them? Why aren't they coming out and say, look, are, at the time of the roster, when when they were threatening to go on strike, they should have brought all that on board, Cameron.
2: You know. they, they should, like... but. There seems to be a shortage of manpower. There seems to be a shortage of people willing to go in the guards. You know, there seems to be a huge shortage.
3: But there was never a shortage, and, and there has to be a problem in as regards why do the shortage come?
2: But it's like you everything. Know? It's, you know, it's like there's a shortage of nurses, a shortage of school teachers. There's a shortage of everything because our population has exploded, and because people are leaving the country more than they did before. But you see, the reason for
3: it is as well at the conditions and the, and the systems and the management system. I mean, I,
2: I wouldn't, I, I'd i hate to be Gardner, like, you know. But I mean, you see, Tom, do you know, you, you can go through Templemore. It's where you get assigned afterwards that will dictate what kind of conditions you have. Do you know, some people get to a nice area, nice station. Some people get to a trouble spot. Can and that's where the difference is. Well,
3: the, well, well. That response—that actually, you, you, you react in that situation, Cameron. I'm not saying that that's incorrect, but surely the guy, the management system, I mean, is—you know—we're we just talking today, you now, like about if you if you manager, I was manager of the Olympic team, and you'd have to account for everything. I was submitted twenty questions at one situation yeah. by a horde of campaigns. Right? No, I mean. If we now look at the, the the Garda and your crime, and we are talking about it here every night, and in a very positive way, like since since we started on the programme, like, but it appears to be nobody is responsible locally. I mean, we know who the people are, but they're not ever held up. We speak to the councillors here and they have meetings. Now they have to have questions printed before they can uh, given to their superintendent or whoever he is they, that they're meeting. He's never held to account as regards, why is crime in your area such? Why are you doing nothing about crime? Him, he's been paid, that's his job, he's promoted to that. So isn't he responsible, then? like any manager of a the factory, the manager
2: of a team, manager of a of club or anything? You know, but, I but suppose they're never asked. You, you, you don't pick your team when, when you're a manager of the guards. You don't pick your team. Somebody is sent to you, and that that's what you have to work with. But but surely your training surely if, if training if you're, it should if be you're equal. qualified, if you're efficient, if 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 you're
3: a, if you get promoted to a position of an inspector or a superintendent, you have to have the qualifications, you do. the wherewithal to do your job. You do that
2: appears to be the problem. And if you get if you get ten. Guards into your station. Will the ten of those be equal? The ten you have under you. Well, it highly in any, unlikely it plays in any part of life. Campbell. It does, but that's Th- a, be all different unlikely. But it's up to you. So to it's, not, it's, it's not. But how can you manage something that's unmanageable? well will you get unmanageable? I
3: say I wouldn't agree that that's, that's not, who's to say that that's not. Who says they're unmanageable? There's no guard unmanageable unless he's a problem with drugs or drink or but something. We don't know. You know. We hear so
2: many stories yeah. now. Like you know, it's very hard to. And it is very hard to pick someone out. It's very hard to destroy someone's life with suspension. There's lots of different now, things. Talking very, about very the difficult. guards
1: there, folks, uh, I got a call from a lady there recently. And uh, let's see you now. Can you check out the cost of replying the ARU, please? That's the Iron response unit. There should be something interesting, different for, for this week's... And then she says to me back a bit before that she gave out to me for not reading this out there back some time ago, I find it strange, nearly six months you haven't mentioned the ARU, um, responsible, attacking me here in my house under Wednesday program 102. There have been lots of opportunities to say it. If it doesn't happen tomorrow night, well, I bet Tom Ryan and Christy Kelly were not told, but they would have raised the matter. This is a lady now who said that the I'm um, responsible, I came to the house and upset her, and this is what she said. So, again, I would say to that lady, I'm airing your views there for you, and I, I know you say, where you go at politicians? Some people kind of get a raw deal, but I equally know of people who have written a, a question or a complaint, more a question than a complaint, to the superintendent here in Newcastle West. Three times and didn't even get a reply. Pat, that's the point I'm making. You know, that is
3: exactly the point. Now, that happens, you see, they're public servants. I mean, and when when they're appointed to a job, like, which is a, a superintendent is a very, very senior management position, like, and, you know, they're, they're never held to account. That's the point I'm trying to make. promoted. And, and that's what we up to Park. That's the next stop. But that's the point I'm making. You see, so, like, I mean, mm. everybody has to, in any management position, Pat, and you are experienced, man, Pat, and you've had a, a lot of managerial positions, and you know at the end of the day you have to account, and you've you're been held to account, and you'll be questioned. But the Gardaí that are in charge ne- are never held to account. Why? why? How is that? Why Why shouldn't they be held to account? As I said, I there, they're person, competent?
1: I know a person who sent three letters to the superintendent and never got a reply And I know another solicitor who sent another letter to a different superintendent um, six months ago, and he never got a reply. Yeah, well, that's the, you see, this is the kernel of it. the whole now, thing. Now, it's advertising time again, so we'll be back to you shortly. And while I'm on about advertising, I must thank all the people who subscribe to our 50-50 draw every week. It helps to keep the bills paid. It helps to keep the radio on the air. I did say one night recently that we bought an outside broadcast unit. It's a Ford Transit converted Fully padded out, fully seated, fully equipped to do outside broadcasting throughout the villages and towns of West Limerick over the coming months. And also I have appealed in the past, and we had a meeting here, board meeting here tonight, and we're all appealing again. We have about 50 different sports organizations here in West Limerick, and we would like if they would play their part. And represent our members by using the local radio station to give them the news and views and sports results of their activities. It's there to be done, folks. We appeal to you to come and do it here on your local community radio station. We would also appeal to the local Gardee when there was something happening local, like road closures or different events or different happenings. There was a local community station here under a couple of hundred yards away from you to us, and we will put it out on there. I will also appeal to Limerick County Council if there's something serious going on, such as the water that they cannot use down along the Shannon Estuary. For quite a number of months now, the local radio station wasn't even informed about it. It doesn't seem to make sense. And in the meantime, I'll go to Ned Black and back to you shortly.
0: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West 102 FM on the 18th of October 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, at Carmel Ryan, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD, Dot
1: IE. lovely folks this is where you don't hear us when we're off the air that our buttons are switched the right way sometimes we fall asleep and we don't switch the buttons and that's not a good situation to find yourself now push a button here and see what do i get uh, we'll start at the bottom i know people in their 70s not fitter more worked in a 30-year-old Mikey here. Mikey here and Mikey there, and I know fellows of 80 and they do a lot more than the fellows of 25 as well. Middleton is currently impassable, and much of Cork is flooded, but yet Cork was under a weather warm warning today. Does the panel believe that will handle weather warnings well? Tony and Field. Tony and Field, Pat O'Donovan, Newcastle West can tell you that on the thirtieth of august two thousand and eight the weather forecast was Newcastle West was for a mild mist and that became six feet of water going down South Quay and North Key. Now Campbell, weather. Whether in Cork and Wexford, Jerome Scanney was speaking to me earlier, he said Wexford is flooded as well. The amount of rain falling is something it's unbelievable. it's
2: unbelievable like and what can you do no matter what warning you get, lads, mm. when rain like that comes, it destroys your house, it destroys your dreams, your hopes, your car, everything it's destroyed. And you'll never again have the confidence like to see people going down the main street in a boat in Middleton this evening.
1: Cameron, we're very advanced now in technology and weather We should be. You'd imagine they should have been able to forecast that huge amount of rain that fell along the south coast.
2: And, you know, sometimes it's very accurate, but there seems to be a problem. Do you remember there, was it six or seven years ago in Clare, there was fierce flooding all over Clare, corbally inside in Limerick City. They couldn't stop the flooding no matter what Mm -hmm. they did that it seems to hit places I just don't know what what can be done about things like that mm-hmm. with all the warnings what difference does a warning make if it's just going to flood the whole place like that I know you can be prepared you can have sandbags you can have flood defences and all that but when it hits a main street like that what can you do well, if you were
1: kind of notified on a, that you could move a lot of your furniture upstairs, anyhow, yes, and, that and, that would it would. And sandbags, if you had known, if they were made available, but all that was not done in Cork.
3: There's no sand but like that. It was, Patrick. You know, this this storm, like I mean, has been threatening for the last couple of days, and no yellow alert, Tom, although you you haven't went, I had them last night. Now, yeah, I, I I had the forecaster saying, in extra fact, mentioning Cork. Watford, Wexford, you know, I mean, they were mentioned that, that there was torrent, ther- there was very heavy. The warnings were given, like, and there was heavy rain in Limerick as well. Heavy, it's raining all day. I mean, every place is getting flooded. But Pat, like as as Cameron has said, how, how how do you prepare? Well, I mean, people in the area that that are, that are mentioned, and you know, it was very bad last week as well. You you have to you you have to take what take heed because. All they can do is tell you it is coming. They can't tell you it. Like, and, and the city was heavy. that They gave out, out the alerts. I must say that now, from, in particular, they heard them last night like saying that, and I didn't think that Limerick was going to be fixed at all. he got up this morning, early, and last rain Lashen all day, all day long. It, yeah. the, I mean, the amount of, of rain that has fallen here, so I, I didn't see the the news tonight, but I understand that, that, that under Milton and Cork itself is very bad, and Wexford now. So, like, I mean, you're, you're very simply for the people like that are living so, in... You mean, and you most know. of
2: those people won't have insurance coverage damage. Oh, they want
3: Insurance, like, has
2: a, is cancelled yeah. in the
1: place. If they have it now, camel, they won't have it next they time. They will again, exactly. Yes, that's correct. Put it down yeah. mine in Newcastle West. Yeah. We don't get any flooding after what happened in 2008. Yeah. What does the panel think now? What does the panel think, in the the regards? What does the panel think after oh, you have to move it up along the line to Leo Duggan and Leo... No, Leo. To put on my glasses, Leo. If I can find them for the, the Leo Douglas Sugar Hill. Man that's very tuned in for many, many years about the Israel situation and the Gaza Strip. I would like to read out what I am about to say. I would like you to read it out. I know that the Israelis would carry. I know that the Israelis would carry out atrocities. A lot of people are afraid to say much about them. But they have carried on for years and years, just abusing and the people of Gaza Strip. And now, and again, as I said last week, this is a letter sent in from Leo Dogan and Sugar Hill. That is his opinion. It is not not the opinion of the radio station or the people in it here tonight. Maybe it might be, but it's not. It's Leo Duggan's thing that we're airing for him, going to get into the wider war in the Middle East. The Americans were very fast to jump in for the backup and to send an aircraft carrier. And for what purpose, I suppose, to strike the people in the Gaza Strip? That's the reason for sending an aircraft. Mr. Biden should have been doing something more constructive rather than then, then abuse of now the shelling of the hospital. Who did they? the Israelis think they were kidding when they said that it was the Hamas? Now it's very debatable as to who did that. It's been argued. So uh, Leo feels it was the Israelis, and he gives his reason for that, which I won't call out because that is very much a debatable point of view at the moment. And that's it from Leo Duggan. Now, back here, the population, when we joined the EU, that was the common market, as it was called at the time, and in 1973, we had a population of 2.9 million people. The country was nice and easygoing. There was very few evictions, very few people were in debt or heavily in debt, and in 2023, now we have 5.1 million uh, a total different combination of a population than we had back in 1973. A very much change of Ireland as well. Back in 1973, we had 24% of the people of Ireland were employed in the farming. Today, in 1923, sorry, in 2023, only 4% of the population are in, are employed in farming. And this has probably come as a bit of a surprise to some, but definitely some surprise for the people who were around in 1973. Uh, 96.3% of the population of 1973 were Catholics. And in 2023, it is 40.5% of the population say they're Catholic.
2: How about those for
1: statistical changes,
2: Carmel? Well, I suppose it's, it depends how seriously you take statistics. If you're saying 46% are Catholics, are they down as being Catholics? Have they been baptised or are they practising Catholics?
1: Well, it would you, have been taken from census information, obviously. Yes, and, uh, where you might, say there your religion. Agree. Well, they were as good a Catholic in as they are today, so whether they were lukewarm one way, yes. it's the same reading, you know. but it's definitely a huge, huge drop. It's huge. the church and... If I went into a church of Ireland in 1973, I'd see a handful of people inside of a Sunday. Now you go into a Catholic church, many Catholic churches of a Sunday, and you only see a a small, bigger handful, but still a very small amount. Very, very very small
2: amounts. Very small amounts. Yeah, it's um, sometimes statistics can be a bit eye opening, can't they? You see the world, the whole world is changing. When you see it written in black and white, it just.
1: It brings it home to you, the church. Um, we'll deal
3: with it on a one-one basis. That's the Catholic part of it. Yeah, well, Pat, I'm not surprised at that, you know, because of the, you know, of the developments within the church itself. They've contributed a lot maybe to that, uh, you know, the actual activities. An awful lot of uh, people are now, you know, saying they're not Catholic. Still not when they that they, they want to have their children baptized and they want to have them uh, got their first communion and confirmation, so you wonder, you wonder in that region, like does it matter, like really entirely uh, as to what people do? Has people change. And uh, you know, you go back to seventy three, and go back to sixty three, and fifty three. We were all Catholics, but still, not all the activities that went down at the time were all. You know, we had uh, we had more than baby homes, and we had the, all all the, we had the laundries. And we had all sorts of scandals, you know, which were also like a factor, which led now, at this stage, to people saying, you know, the Catholic Church is not there is not for them anymore. So, is, you know, I wouldn't read a whole lot into it, really.
1: But if you read a little bit more into it, you're on about the modern baby homes back in the 50s and 60s and in the early 70s, and babies were born in baby homes... They were adopted out, or due to neglect, they might have died. There were the lucky ones, oh, the ones adopted. Nowadays, no. that is replaced by abortion.
3: Yeah, yeah, oh, of course it is, yeah. Well, so that's the, it's, it's, I suppose that's the fact. I won't argue that, but it's a all huge amount of know. abortion. But
1: mean, it, we know, move on to the yes. farming. In 1973, we had, as I said, 24% of the population. Today, Tom, there's very few people involved in farming because the ranchers are coming back again, 4%.
3: There are Pat, but I I, I I query that figure, Pat, for the simple reason that uh although that i mean farming is appears now to be, you know, not the amount of people employed in it, but the offshoot of farming, the manufacturing, you know, I mean there are thousands of people involved, maybe a couple of hundred thousand people involved in manufacturing and in, in the meat plants and in the in the co ops you know, and also manufacturing, sporting. So I question that figure, like, farming has changed, there's no doubt about that, and uh, it's not it's not changed for the good either because a lot of people now are under a lot of pressure on farming. You know, there's a lot of, where, where people had 100 cows maybe, one time considered very big farmers, now they have four and five. Where people had
1: 50, they have
3: 300. You know, so there's a lot of changes. The the whole rationale of life has changed, anyway, Pat. You Industry, could buy a
1: house yeah. in 1973 for 7,000.
3: Yes, you could, yeah.
1: Now the same yeah. house would cost you 318,000. Right,
3: yeah. Well, Pat, you have a lot of... You, you, you this had to, com- to compare now with, with, the, with the cost of living, number one, with the actual rates of pay, number two. You know, yeah. I mean, you wonder, like, I mean, I can remember all those days, Pat, quite clearly, you know. Mm. I mean, and... Uh, we said people, maybe we said, better off. they were better
1: off. People were struggling at the You tool. and I got married, not to each other now, but back in 1906, late 60s, early 70s. Um, but uh, people of our calibre category, at that particular time, you were able to save enough to build your own house. Or, or get a county council loan. You were able to, you were able, you were able, or we were able yeah. to be able to, build a house of your own by, with some bit of yes. a loan and be able to pay for it. Now, young people are starting off similarly today, even though the wages are getting are huge and the, the cost of houses is so high that I would think we were better off in 1973 than they are today.
2: I, I think we were, but I do. I also think that we didn't seek perfection with our house. Well, we certainly didn't anyway. We didn't seek perfection with our houses. Everything wasn't finished when we went into our house. Everything wasn't working. We were in the house, I'd say six months before we had electricity. Joe, you know, because at that time it took a while to get the electricity in. Well,
1: you were Happy Carmel, I suppose, in candlelight
2: anyway. That was it. Was, were, it, the was the so, so, it was mony so mony mony romantic. Mony mon bliss. There, there was a lead coming from next door, Pat, to give us electricity. But that, do you know, we settled for less that people wouldn't go into their new house that way now. You know, the floors weren't covered. I know not everybody was the same, but. Do you know, we waited for things. Our sitting room wasn't done. Yeah. Um, you had one television It got moved around, Like whereas now there's but a couple of televisions. But you got there and
1: you didn't have the bank ringing you every day in yes. threats of evictions. all that was it. I, I think, I think we, we, settled, we settled for less. Tom, as I have said in the past, that I, I, at that particular time, 69, 70 period, I got married working with Neodata in Kilmallock in a flat, and the line of us flipping up and down all yep. night to keep you awake in the stairs in the bedroom. And those kind of flats or apartments or whatever you would call them, today they're completely banned. And we have yep. people in, in turn sleeping out in the streets, plus the ones in the accommodation, the standards are so high, they're beyond belief as well. You have the county council coming out, people in, in townhouses, you rent a house. They want assuming one person or two people are in in the apartment or flat, whichever you like, <coughs> the flat with the small ice box on top is yep. not not acceptable anymore. It has to be fifty fifty the The extractor over the cocoa caramel with uh, the foam inside the grill that's not allowed anymore. It has to go out through in a townhouse, a wall two foot six you're supposed to make a hole in the wall to let out the steam out of the cooker. And the uh, washing dryer machine, the dryer machine <coughs> where you open the window and a hose pipe comes, came out and you threw out the window. If you're looking. That is no longer allowed, Tom Ryan. You have to bore a hole two foot six in a townhouse to get a pipe straight out to the wall. A lot of things are totally unnecessary, adding huge costs. And hence we finish up with hundreds of thousands of people lying on the streets sleeping under cardboard boxes at night time. Yeah, Pat and you're did right, what you
3: said, Pat, but look then again, all this was you could see it coming it was a, it was a development that was um you know this as Cameron has rightly said, the standard of the houses now that have been built uh you know are really extravagant by private individuals and by public indivi- mm-hmm. and by public authorities you know they they are really Oh out, out, completely
1: outlandish, as regards.
3: If you look at the Sorry, houses,
1: Tom, I'm have to Sorry, Tom, right. to, to hold you again for a ned, yeah. but I'm thinking about pile right Tom, while you were saying about the standards of the houses. We didn't even hear it in 1970. Now many of the houses are falling down.
0: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West, for all your legal requirements. Phone 061. 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors tod.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Western Week 102 FM on the 18th of October 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.
1: That was the fastest cup of tea in Boone I ever <laughs> ate in my life. <laughs>
2: you cream
1: in your face, Pat. I have cream in my. Carmel says me, me, I... me I have lipstick on my collar and cream <laughs> on my face. You should come in here some night, folks, for the party whenever Carmel is on. <laughs> it's usually party time. <laughs> Now, find my notes. Dave in the Shed, <coughs> two Davids actually, David and said he was delighted and amazed by the quality of the record, great stuff altogether. And thank you, Dave, for bringing it to my attention and it was my pleasure to play it for you indeed. As I said, you've got two for the price of one. And Dave in the Shed in Palace, Kimry <coughs> tells me that there was a meeting tomorrow night, 7 p.m., uh, about the workers in whites, about the white situation, closure. in Esketon all are welcome. Dave in the shed, 7pm, I assume that's in the hall, Cameron, is it?
2: I, I think now, Pat, that meeting is about the water, not about whites.
1: About water? The water. Well, Mark is water, yes. Mark says water. Mark, we'll send you back to school for the handwriting. <laughs> Uh, it's about the water the situation. Water situation. Day by day. Yeah. Meeting tomorrow evening, 7 p.m., about the water situation. That is, you have a boil water notice, which I referred to a little earlier in the night, that we haven't been told by county councillors, we haven't been told by the county council. We were never told, even though I picked it up in the paper some months ago. And we were told it goes from Lahal, I think, back to Palace Kenry, is that right? That's county? right, Jeff. Like that. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And... It is very serious, we were told at the time. I'd better put this
2: cup away off here to the side in case we spill it,
1: or you won't be hearing anymore It's, it, it's seemingly
2: we're heading into the time of year when it is more serious.
1: Because this of the high
2: cypto- or whatever it is, yeah, um, that it's more dangerous at this time of year. It's since the first week of May. We've had a water notice.
1: So, Dave, I hope I might meet you there tomorrow night because I don't know who you are, but I know you're Dave in the shed. So I assume you're coming out of the shed tomorrow night at 7pm for the meeting in Keaton. And as I said earlier, I find it hard to believe that that notice has not been announced here on the radio station. We haven't been informed by the county council or the local county councillors. If they kept us updated, that should be put in here on a weekly basis because we were told at the time anybody who had a particular type of illness, it would be very, very serious for them. So in that situation, as I say, it's beyond belief that it's not been announced on a regular basis. Now, Amy Burke, who is a sister sister of the famous family in Mayo... And she took a case to the Work Relations Commission for unfair dismissal recently. Mm-hmm. And she lost the case of the, the Public Place Relations, Work Relations Commission, lost the case on her behalf. Mm-hmm. And when that was done and dusted, they sent a bill to Amy Bork telling her she should pay the fees for uh, for them and for the other side as well can you follow that Carmen? now i think you were a bit of a trade unionist for union <laughs> that was
2: my eye no I, f- I find it difficult enough to follow and i think we probably know too much about the Burke family and we have preconceived ideas so we don't seem to mind so much if they're being done wrong do you know what i mean that it's um but do you know what uh,
1: do you know what the works relation commission is yes Workplace and Relations and Commission, yes, and if you're unfairly dismissed, you can go, you can to, go them. to them. They're a yes, government body type they, of situation, and they will represent your claim. Yes. So it would seem ongoing that you want to be very careful before you go to them, because now if, they might decide to, to tell you pay the costs.
2: You or costs if, plus the other if, costs. if it was deemed that you didn't have
1: a case. you know, But then if wonder, you were deemed you didn't have a case, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have, been it shouldn't have gone.
2: But, like, it doesn't seem to matter how much the book owe. Is any of it ever going to be paid? But
1: the, the report. I know that's not the point. The, but no, it's not the point. The report obviously, Amy Burke has been ordered to pay most of the legal costs incurred by the Workplace Relations Commission and her former employer in successfully defending against her challenge to a rejection of her unfair dismissal claim. And there was a comment in by some guy on what the person who sent this on to me and a guy by the name of Damien O'Bonnell said, places uh, an unfair dismissal case with WRC, Then not object to her unfair dismissal case, and left her to pay the costs. You couldn't write that type of stuff. Tom? Yeah, again, Pat,
3: I, I, I'm really scandalised by the, the fact that, that costs were involved here, you know, and that, um, again, you know, Amy Burke has been, I, I I believe she was working for one of the big law companies in Dublin, uh, you know, one of the when the leading lights in the in the <coughs> legal world, and uh, you know how w- without getting the details of why she was dismissed, or you know, I mean, you would have to you, you couldn't comment on that aspect of it, where you would know what exactly she was dismissed for. But uh, the fact that she went to the to the commission and and uh, put her case, and then they decided against it as well. They decided that, that she was dismissed correctly and didn't charge her costs. That's a scandal, pet. I mean, and regardless of who she is or anybody else, you know. I mean, you're entitled to for the contest. Uh, a, a dismissal, anyway. So sure, that's the law. That's why they're there. That. But I didn't know, and it is a good. Is a good I didn't know tonight coming in, but like, hopefully that... Uh, I didn't know that you had to, There were cost factors involved here by uh, by, uh, by a government organisation.
2: Miss so, Justice Marguerite Bulger said the court can and should mark its disapproval of how the applicant chose to conduct herself during the proceedings. She ordered Miss Burke to pay the bulk of the WRC and law firm Arthur Cox.
0: West Limerick One Hundred
3: and Two FM. To the Limerick County Council. Yeah, they yeah, place yeah. To, yeah. They place, to the Department of Justice and the Department of Housing in Dublin.
1: That, you know
3: that. that if if you if you question, like. Their authority for the mind, you know, that yeah. y- you're considered like a kind of a troublemaker. Campbell,
1: I often wonder why they call them civil servants. We had someone complain there last week before about the, that they weren't one bit civil. No. Civil
3: and
2: you know, it can make such a difference if somebody is nice. No matter what you're phoning about or doing, if somebody is nice to you,
3: it should be It should be nice. You know, they have been paid by the. Yeah. I mean, by the taxpayer. And you see, it that applies across the board, Carmel. It applies across the board, of course. T- or a- civil service, or politicians, or judicial system, yes. and the whole lot. And you see, they 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 think they get into this position of authority, and they think they can welcome people. And as well as that, you see, the ordinary citizen has very little has very little say. And if you question them, do you see? I mean, at the moment, no, Carmel, I'd be, we say like, bombarded and challenged by five different government departments, five of them, yeah. which, and, and even having the right case, like but they're still not all, all you, you know, in collusion to Fortberry like all of them.
2: Yeah, just to prove themselves right. Yes. You know. Now, we,
1: a few quick ones before we run out of time. Uh, I see there in the past couple of days where... A Limerick businessman has taken his accountants to court because of the manner in which they handled his financial affairs and the following his tax returns by the firm of accountants. He has now been ordered to pay $3.5 so he is taking the case currently before the courts in that particular one. And the other one is... Pat, can you ask the panel for their opinion on last week's senior holding championship game between the Piercing and the Dune. It was decided on penalties. Is this a fair way to decide the outcome? Sean or D. Kappa. Thank you, Sean, for that. Carmel, you're a woman yourself.
2: Well, I, I think if you want to express dissatisfaction at it, you go through the club, you go through motions, you go through this was obviously decided. I would be I would be out of touch with the I know Carmel it was decided. The
1: question is should it do you think that's a fair way to decide a, 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 a holding semi-final, no. a county holding semi-final uh, with extra time and then decide who's lucky to beat the goalkeeper with no, one ball? No,
2: no, no, no. And that, that's my own opinion. Do you know, I don't think it's right. Um, obviously, a decision was made by the clubs or, or the clubs allowed for it to go to know, go do, that far. So, Do
1: the clubs have much say any more, Tom? I don't any know. I don't,
2: I don't think they do.
1: Tom, the question... Uh, well, I be totally that. The answer was uh, obvious, anyway. Yeah, it
3: was a wonderful game. Two great teams, like a it wonderful championship match, it. extra time, and for, especially for national television yeah, and all. Great. Both doon and the Pearce, both clubs be credited? Both teams and their and, and their mentors. I think for the, it's a very, very. It's a poor way for to for to get a verdict. I, it, there should have been absolutely a replay, in my book. No doubt about it. For that in, in actually, you know, in any. Game, let it be county semi final or the first round of a county or whatever it is. At that level, with all the work that goes in, they should be given the chance again for the players to play, sure, well play each better other better and the sport and, and, and the sport of it alone.
1: Yeah, but it, it doesn't, doesn't make really no sense,
3: Tom. No, it makes no sense at all, no that, sense you know. And so, it's yeah. kind of a, it's a, you know, whereas I mean, as I said, I, I'm penalty shots to decide a match. I think it's that's good not. No, 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 I couldn't no, no, anyway.
1: Now we have Maverick X T Fáil, TD Mark McSharry set to bow out of politics after two decades. A lot of politicians are jumping off the bandwagon.
2: They are, and I suppose that maybe they all have their own reasons. Who's to say why why they're going? Do you know, it's it's a lonely life. Joe, you, know, you see, you see your life going past you. You see your family being reared without you, and all of a sudden you reach the end of the road yourself. Like what age, you say?
1: I don't know what age he is. I think he was 40-something years in politics. A lot of them are pulling out, Tom.
3: Yeah, well, a lot of them. Did, a lot of them. Well, they won't be pulling out empty-handed anyway. they get a big pension and a, pile of, uh, and a pile of money in their pocket as well. And uh, it, I said that, um, you know, that what's happening in politics, we've discussed it here, Pat, that they, they, they really and truly have, li- have very little say now. And with the curtailment of talking speaking time and the dial and all the regulations and all the regulations that, as the TD, you 've no say it 's all decided at the cabinet table
1: I think the pension then are so high they 're so attractive that the difference between going up and down every day and working is distinct from staying at home and drawing your pension. It's it's reasonably narrow, so the incentive isn't what it used to be. So we're running out of time again. My sincere thanks to Carmel Ryan Eskeaton, former GA executive in Limerick County Board. Tom Ryan, former manager of the same Limerick holding team in the same county board. Patrick Donovan, would you believe it, he was also involved with Limerick County Board for many years. And they love us, Father, don't they, Carmel, they do, don't they, do Tom, great, don't they? Great, great
2: memories, great memories. You, t-
1: Carmel now and I and Tom would go to the gate and they say, have you prepaid? Out, go, you go. Thank you, Pat, very much. You're, no long, safe, safe. You're, no, you're, you're surplus to requirements. Yeah. And my sincere thanks also to Mark Flatley for stepping in tonight to fill the gap and also not forgetting Dave in the Shed in Ascaton tomorrow night, folks. It is about the water that you cannot drink in Ascaton for the past three or four months and another month or two, and it is said to be a very serious pollution on the water, very unsafe to drink, and yet it's probably one of the best-kept secrets in West Limec at the present time. So until next week, folks, from me, take care.
2: 102 FM.
0: You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 18th of October 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Carmel Ryan. Join Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.